Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, June 10th, 2022, the last weekday before the Tony Awards. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. (laughs) And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Sees. We did it. Almost. 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 We've got to get through this one. Um, We've been doing a lot of predictions for the Tony Awards. We have already gotten through all of the categories, but at the end of today's episode, Ashley, you and I are going to kind of uh, do some predictions for things that we missed on days we weren't on and then any other predictions that we have. So we'll say that for the end of the episode because we do have a ton of actual news to get through today but i did want to let everybody know that we will have two special episodes coming out on saturday one is tony's related one is not the first one that'll be hitting the regular feed on saturday morning at like the stroke of midnight will be jan simpson's latest episode of all the drama if you are a patreon subscriber which you absolutely should be you already have access to this episode it is uh an interview with former new york times chief theater critic Ben Brantley talking about the 1995 Pulitzer Prize winner for drama The Young Man from Atlanta. That'll be dropping in the regular feed on Saturday morning. It is already available in Patreon. And then I will have an interview which has kind of become a a regular thing for us whether it was on Broadway Radio or on his uh, podcast, The O'Henry Report. I'll be talking with Oliver Rock. Uh, He has like models like statistical models that he builds to predict Tony's um, and all that stuff so he'll be uh, we'll be going through the the categories and doing the predictions there so we will have that coming up at noon in the regular feed and probably on Friday night depending on when uh, he he can record we were going to do it on Thursday we still might but He's got the Rangers game and, you know, sometimes the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, take precedent. So, Absolutely outrank it. Not yes, going to lie. <laughs> no, not at all. When it comes to the New York Rangers in the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup playoffs in it. the Eastern Conference Finals, big, big deal. So oh, yeah. um, those episodes will all be available to you, of course, at, at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon before anywhere else. All right. So let's get into the news. And it actually started on uh, Wednesday night. Ashley, after you and Grace had already recorded, after you were already at uh, How I Learned to Drive, yeah. after I was already at Waitress in Melbourne, Florida, seeing the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and this news is a bit sad because uh, the producers of the Broadway show Come From Away announced that the production will be wrapping up its run in October, on October mm-hmm. 2nd. At the time of closing, Come From Away will have played 1,670 performances and 25 previews, making it the longest-running show in the Schoenfeld Theater's 105-year history. Uh, I I looked at the numbers. It looks like Mm. it'll be one week of playing time short of Dear Evan Hansen, which is a little frustrating uh, because Dear Evan Hansen closes on September 18th. But they could maybe add in an extra performance once a month between now and yeah. then and maybe catch up. One thing I will say, obviously mm. it's, it's running longer in terms of like closing date. So that makes me, uh, you know, kind of uh, funny that this de- announcement <laughs> comes like two days after Dear Evan Hansen. Maybe I that know. rivalry is still pretty strong. Um, obviously we've already talked about the fact that Jen Colella will be returning to the, the show for a short, like six week run later this summer. As of now, she is not slated to, to stay with the show through October because Rachel Tucker has been a, announced to return. Who knows if things change with that. But Ashley, you and I were talking about this when we got the embargo yesterday mm-hmm. that it just makes sense that Jen is going to do one totally. more spin in the show before closing, even if she's not going to be able to, to be a part of the closing yeah. company. 
Yeah, I mean, she's on this break, assuming Sufs is going to come back at some point, and I would assume that she would return with the cast. So now that Sufs is closed off Broadway, she's got a little bit of time in her schedule. It makes sense for her to come back to the show. And also just like, it's kind of the last major ticket grab for the show. It is her saying goodbye to the show and the show saying mm-hmm. goodbye to everybody. I think it's, you know, I, I love that and I'm glad it's happening. I'm definitely going to go and see it before it closes. And while she's still in the run, um, but mm-hmm. damn, what a run! What a it's run! Great. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and I don't. I've talked about this a lot with kind of my full circle uh, mm-hmm. experience with "Come From Away." How when I first heard the album before I'd seen it, I was like, "This sucks. This, sh- this <laughs> yeah. show is not yeah. good. The yeah. music so isn't good. It. It's Until amateur." It. Yeah, and then I see it, and I'm just an absolute unmitigated Falls. mess, and just a huge fan of what that show is, how it's constructed. It's such a beautiful yeah. show. Um, so I'm very, very happy for this run. Uh, obviously, it had its first, uh, it opened officially in March of 2017, began performances in mid-February, and, and despite yeah. the pandemic, um, a really good run, and of course, it is still running all over the world, in London's and London's West End. we got the tape. I've got the pro tape. It's in the London's West, London's West End. It's on a North American mm-hmm. tour and an Australian tour. And it's set to open in Toronto on uh, July 20, uh, ju- ah. in July of 2024. Nice. So, yeah. All right. Some other news that was exciting, actually, when it comes to the Broadway, because on Thursday, it was announced that the, uh, Show currently running in London now has a two weeks left in the run uh, called Prima Facie by Susie Miller will be transferring to Broadway this spring along with its TV and movie star lead actress. It's actually a solo performance, Jodie Cromer, who you might know from uh, the TV show Killing Eve. You know I do. Uh, yes, I do. Love. I actually only watched the first season. I've heard it's had diminishing returns since yeah, then. Yeah, upsetting. Yeah, the first season though was. About as perfect of, of a TV series as you can get. But the show Correct. is a new play about the Australian legal system's handling of sexual assault cases. It will run a limited engagement at a yet-to-be-announced Schubert Theater. Uh, further details will be announced in the coming weeks, but it will be coming in the spring of 2023. Um, I will note here, um, mm. Ashley, that this is coming to a Schubert Theater. It did not say what Schubert Theater, which for something that's not coming for, you know, nine, ten months, that makes sense. But... The Schoenfeld Theater that Come From Away is currently vacating is a Schubert Theater. Ah. Uh, Oh, I'm not saying it's going there, uh, but the Schuberts are making a lot of moves. There have been a lot of closings announced in Schubert Theaters recently. There's, uh, there will probably be more. I have heard from multiple sources that the Schuberts have about zero patients right now and that anybody who is not living up to their contract um they are giving them no grace periods and they are executing stop clauses and that is why some shows who oh. have long since recouped and are still profitable um are being pushed out even though uh they don't want to so there have been mm. multiple shows mm-hmm. if you go back and look at what shows uh that have recently announced closings that are in Schubert houses you might be able to yeah. put, connect some dots but there is such a buildup of shows that want to come to Broadway that the Schuberts are saying look thank you for yeah. everything you've done you're making us money but not as much as we think these other shows can do it's so i would true. imagine that Schubert uh, that that 
shows in Schubert houses that are closing, those houses will be getting things sooner rather than later. And I have a feeling yeah. that as we've seen here recently, like some some shows with pretty big names will probably be coming. Probably a lot of oh, star-led sure. limited engagements coming to houses sooner rather than later, like this one. Now, I don't since this mm. one's not coming until the spring, like this isn't one where like they're closing a show right now no, to, yeah. to put this in, but. Uh, I think we'll have a lot of shows like this one coming to Broadway in Schubert houses sooner rather than later. And I think they're kind of just like trying to work through that queue at the moment. Like you said, there's so many shows that we know are either rumored or we know they're coming and they haven't had a house yet or they're just like in this limbo state. Like, oh, God, Sing Street for one. Uh, So many others. I know, right? Who is she? Um, So, yeah, I think it's kind of just trying to get some of these older shows out that while have had great runs and like you said, have made them a lot of money. Uh, nothing makes more money, at least in theory, than a new show coming in that hasn't been on the boards. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I know we were kind of trying to play, uh, what was the announcement that we had earlier this week or last week where we were trying to figure out what Schubert house it was going into in the group chat? Oh, um, yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, I, knew I, literally, I literally don't remember. And it was like probably three days ago. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Tony week. Nothing makes sense. Yeah. Oh, almost famous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, speaking of spring, uh, spring, no, Sing Street. There we One go. One of them. One of them. Um, I don't know anything. I, is there a stage adaptation? I haven't heard anything about that uh, ever. Don't know. Um, don't but know. I will say the original movie, the uh, one of the stars of the original movie, Lucy Boynton, she is great mm-hmm. on a new TV show called The Ipcris File, yeah. um, which is available on AMC+. Plus. Uh, it's a great um, kind of spy thriller. Um, so Stop if you giving me shows to recommend. I, I, I'm sorry. I, it's really I've good. I've got too many. I know. I'm sorry. So I have to get through Severance. Oh my God. Finish it already. Jennifer McHugh finished it. It's so good. So good. Getting there. All right. Speaking of theater ownership groups, we're going to move from the Schubert's to the Nederlanders. As yesterday, they announced a historic first. They will be renaming the Brooks Atkinson Theater. Sorry, Brooks. uh, After (laughs) famed Tony uh, recognized performer and civil rights activist Lena Horn. Horn will become the first black woman to have a Broadway theater named after her. Uh, the new name, the Lena Horn Theater, will officially become uh, awesome. will become official later this fall. That is the venue where Six currently runs and will yeah. probably for a long time. A little and consi- bit. A little bit. <laughs> and, and considering that that show is, you know, for the most part, and I know it varies per company, but you know, the Broadway company is pretty much made up of women of color. So yeah. I think that that is a a very nice tribute. Um, if you don't kind of know Lena Horne's background as a performer. She did three Broadway shows as a, you know, actress and a performer, starting mm. with Dance With Your Gods in 1934, Lou Leslie's Blackbirds of 1939, which was in 1939, and then in her Tony-nominated role uh, in the musical Jamaica in 1957. Then she mm. did two concerts, one in 1974, along with Tony Bennett, called Tony and Lena Sing. Yeah. And then um, Lena Horne, The Lady and Her Music in 1981 into 1982, which earned her yeah. a uh, a special Tony Award. So a this Grammys, is nice. yeah. yeah, a couple Grammys, so many things. We this it is was after her reti- technically after her yeah. retirement too, I think, and then she came back, and then it ran for like a year or something, nearly yeah, it, a year, a little over a year, thirteen months. Oh, okay, so nice, thirteen okay. and a half months. Um, so. 
Uh, this is great. We obviously know that the court theater, when it reopens, will be called the James Earl Jones Theater. Um, so yeah. this is part of kind of that reckoning. And these things are symbolic and, and you know, they don't oh, necessarily totally. change anything. But when we talk about representation, I don't know that anyone says, oh, the names of theaters is representation is a huge deal. Oh, but it not. is something that matters, I think. And, you know, you throw this along with uh, the August Wilson and and this is kind of a nice trend that you know, theater owners rename the theaters, you know, fairly regularly. We got one every few years. Yeah. And if you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. I think people are really precious about it sometimes in a way that does not make sense to me when a theater changes its name. And it's like, you realize this happens fairly regularly. And there are some that we're probably not going to see change for a while. Like the Sondheim is probably never going to change at this point. Better not for your sake. I was going to say, I will chain myself to the door (laughs) if it ever. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I do think people are weirdly precious about it. And I think this is a great choice. I'm really excited... I was really excited to see this news. I obviously love Lena Horn, and uh, you know, as far as like the historical aspect of it, great. I I'm I I actually forgot about the James Earl Jones Theater already. Uh, yeah, well, they haven't had but, any shows well, yet. Well, yeah, of course, but you know, it is kind of my job to remember these things mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. occasionally. I, uh, but you- but but a nice pair, the Lena Horn and the James Earl Jones, coming Absolutely. to Broadway. I love it. Yeah, and I do think it is interesting that Lena Horne, despite being an iconic performer, it was also incredibly socially active um, with civil rights and so many March other things. Washington. Absolutely. So I think that, that 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 is a nice added tip of the cap as well. Definitely. All right, everybody, let's take a break real quick to talk about our sponsor for this week, Today Ticks. It is fitting that Today Ticks is our sponsor for the week of the Tony Awards. They have so many different deals for you to see shows True. that are nominated for Tony's this year. And to be quite honest, throughout the year, should've a lot been. of shows that, well, yeah, <laughs> that should have been nominated for Tony's. And uh, you can often see a lot of the best shows off Broadway that will mm-hmm. eventually transfer and become Tony nominated shows because of Today Ticks. They not only have great access, but they have amazing prices and you can get it all in a one-stop shop for theater tickets, whether that's on their app or at todaytix.com. They have so many amazing theater, concerts, comedy, uh, other types of events that you want to see, and getting tickets is easier than ever. With the Today Ticks app, you can check out in 30 seconds and get your tickets with ease. Every genre you can think of and also so many different ways to get tickets that includes exclusive pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold out shows, and day of discounted tickets. Of course, you can get tickets months in advance, days in advance, even day of if you feel like you want to go see a show. Leave your apartment when it's 82 degrees. I think not, but when I do think so, today ticks is where I go. It's not just for Broadway. Like you said, you can also get shows off Broadway. You can get tickets in the West End, but you can find tickets in cities across the country and around the world. That includes Chicago, LA, DC, San Francisco, Sydney, and more. I'm waiting for you to uh, come down to Central Florida today, Tix. I'm just waiting. Oh, I thought patiently. you meant me. And it's like, good no, no, luck. No, Bye. No, today, Tix. Today, Tix. <laughs> waiting, waiting for the early no, no, no. now app. Yeah. <laughs> who anyway. Will come, who will come first? We are today, Tix. I think yeah. we know the answer. We'll see. Um, <laughs> see that show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Tix purchase. That's promo code Broadway 
get today tixtix.com slash broadway for an additional ten dollars off your first ticket purchase one more time in case you forgot todaytix.com slash broadway all right, Ashley, uh, in news that seems to have kind of gone under the radar over, uh, since, uh, I guess, Tuesday night when it was officially mm. announced, but this one's kind of interesting because it is very much theatrically related, but it hasn't really been covered in- enough by the by the theater press, I don't think. But it was announced exclusively in Deadline that Euphoria and White Lotus star Sydney Sweeney will be playing reality winner in the debut feature film from Is This a Room creator, Tina Sater. Tina is adapting Is This a Room into a feature film um, along with uh, James uh, Paul Dallas. The film will will star uh, Sidney Sweeney along with Josh Hamilton and Marshawn Davis. If you saw Is This a Room, you know the story that this is about the uh, former American intelligence specialist whistleblower who spent five years and three months in federal prison. Um... We've talked about the show a lot. This is one that Grace keeps thinking about. I am very interested to see how this stacks up as a movie based on Is This a Room? This is not a straight adaptation of Is This a Room, um, but instead it is a something inspired by Is This a Room? I don't know that it would work nearly as well, but I, I've never watched I Euphoria mean, yeah. or White Lotus. How? Yeah. I, so I don't, I know of Sydney Sweeney because she's going to be in a new, uh, Sony Spider-Man related movie, but I don't, I mean, can she, I mean, Emily Davis was I mean, freaking yeah. amazing. So how, how do you think she's going to stack up there? Do you watch any of the shows she's on? I have not seen Euphoria because I feel like it is not meant for me and I'm okay with that. I've seen The White Lotus also maybe not meant for me, but I think she's great in it and the way that she is just so annoying like every other character in that show, <laughs> but in a way that's like it's clearly written well and clearly acted even better maybe so yeah i can see this working i do find it a weird adaptation in general maybe but i mean that's because i you know have this version the stage version of it so clearly in my head as someone who adored it off broadway and still loved it on broadway obviously you could do like that verbatim script um for a movie as well or you know any adaptation of it for that matter um but yeah, I, I find the stage adaptation or, you know, the stage version in general, since it was an, an adaptation of a, uh, you know, a, <laughs> a record. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just find it so perfect that it's one of those situations for me that I think it found its perfect medium the first time around. So to think about it in another way is just it's odd to me, but I'm wishing it well. I can't yeah. wait to see it when it happens. I mean, and the fact that Tina is heading it like that yeah, gives yeah, me a lot of confidence that it'll be done well. All right, let's um, let's go back to some off-Broadway news. It was exclusively, again, reported by Deadline that current Tony nominee Rob McClure will be returning to the stage very quickly following the May 29th closing of Mrs. Doubtfire. He will be taking over the role of Seymour in the off-Broadway production of Little Shop of Horrors beginning on Tuesday, July 12th, after current very hunky star Skylar Astin ends his summer engagement early so that he can begin work on the new fall CBS drama series so help me todd Ah, opposite marcia gay harden um this show just keeps i mean 
every single time they recast Seymour, it's with another super compelling performer. Um, And it's obviously still selling well. So I am very happy about this. Uh, Rob is obviously (laughs) quite a bit older than some of the other Seymours. I don't know where he falls on Robbie Rizal's hunko meter. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, like, Rob is a very attractive man, but I was very surprised that this was the casting after, you know, a series of hunks in this show. I mean, but he'll be great. I mean, like, he's He's so... Amazing. Perfect for that yeah. role. Yeah, there will be a week in between. Um, Skylar Aston will play his final performance on July 3rd. Evan Alexander Smith will play the role from July 5th through 10th. All right, it's time. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I texted Grace <laughs> after I saw this announcement and just said, it was worth the wait. Yeah. Because on Thursday, the Muni finally announced the flipping cast for their upcoming production <laughs> of Legally Blonde, the musical running at the St. Louis Venerated Outdoor Theater from July 25th through the 31st, under the direction of Maggie Burroughs and choreographed by William Carlos Angelo. <sighs> Here we go. The cast includes Kyla Stone as Elle. She recently became the first uh, African-American Anya in Anastasia uh, on tour, so that's great. Playing Emmett Forrest, the first Mulligan Madison combo that I ever saw in Hamilton, and I've since seen him on Broadway Mm. as well. Fergie Philippe will be playing Emmett. Former Broadway radio host Patty Murin will be playing Paulette. She has done three previous shows at the Muni, I believe. Um, and we've talked about her doing shows there before, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Sean Allen Krill, who was a Tony nominee for Jagged Little Pill, will play Professor Callahan. Former Broadway radio guest Haley Podshoon will play Brooke Wyndham. Um, Dan Tracy, who is a, a good friend of Grace's, um, will be playing Warner Huntington III. They have the complete um, a principal cast announcement in the show notes if you want to check that out. But I already Not had bad. my flights uh, to St. <laughs> yeah. Louis booked. I have already set up uh, my time to be staying with my aunt and her husband in downtown St. Louis. So I was going one way or another. But yeah. if I hadn't been, you're damn right. I was getting tickets to this one. <laughs> they knew. They heard you. They I mean, they heard they heard you waiting. It was seriously. Just like, uh, broke through the universe. And they're like, it's all right, right, fine. We should probably announce this. Yeah, with Patty and Haley, two of my absolute favorites. And then you throw in yeah. Fergie, who I think is amazing. Like, that's that's awesome. And it's I appreciate it. It's a damn good it. cast. I appreciate it's it. It's a damn good cast. It really is. Uh, all right, real quick. I want to run through two extensions that are happening off-Broadway. First, the Pulitzer Prize winning for dr- uh, winner for drama Fat Ham has extended yeah. for a third time at the Public Theater. It is now running through July 17th. Just two more weeks, and I can po- po- yeah, possibly so see close. it. Come on, public, do me a solid. The <laughs> Muni did it. Seeing it together, so they. I feel are like you? they should. Yeah, so I feel like, and and they that happened after someone at the public uh, publicist was listening to our show. So I feel like if you Same. yell about it long enough, two more weeks, enough, I will maybe. come to, on the thirty first. I have opening. <laughs> I have the opening, an opening for my trip on the thirty first. Make it happen, and yeah. then a show <laughs> next. A show that Grace and I have already seen together. Uh, yep. Alex Edelman's Just for Us. It's played like every downtown venue um, imaginable. True. It will now be setting up shop next week at the Greenwich House Theater beginning on June 13th. It was originally scheduled to run through July 23rd, but it has now extended all the 
way through August 26th. Amazing. Yeah, it will take a brief hiatus from August 1st through the 7th so that Edelman can go to the Williamstown Theater Festival and perform it there. Um, but this is a great show. I had no idea what to expect when Grace and I saw it at the Cherry Lane. It was so much fun. I highly, highly recommend that. Hopefully I can get to it now. Yeah. Yep. All right, Ashley, let's talk about the Tony Awards. First, in the news part of things, they did announce the performances that will be happening at the Tony Awards this Sunday um, from casts of shows. Um, they have A Strange Loop, Company, Girl from the North Country, MJ, Mr. Saturday Night, Music Man, Paradise Square, and Six. Tony winners Bernadette Peters and Billy Porter will be performing as well. Alongside, they will have the original Broadway company members of Spring Awakening. Um, they will be performing. They did not exactly say which original um, company members. We don't know if it'll be mm. everybody, if it'll be everybody that was involved with that reunion concert, which was the whole principal cast. So we don't Leah know. Mich- Leah Michelle on her apology tour. I will just tell you that Leah yeah. Michelle will be there. I can guarantee <laughs> that one from a, a source close to mm. production. Um, so we know that. We know a lot of the pr- presenters that we've already talked about on the show. So... We wanted to kind of wrap up our Tony predictions, one, with any categories that we didn't get to talk about, but then also any predictions that we had of maybe some things that'll happen. I like, I'm predicting that, um, uh, um, Ariana DeBose, cool. sorry, brain fart. Um, <laughs> I predict that Ariana DeBose will sing and dance during the opening number. That's wow. my prediction going out on a limb. I will <laughs> yeah, just say, it's a big stretch. I don't know. And I will also think that she will talk. Probably in the opening number about how important live theater is yeah, uh, and how important it has been to her to make her now a megastar. I have a feeling there will be references to that. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised also if Lin-Manuel Miranda shows up to do something with her. Um, yeah, so. I wouldn't be surprised if he's there. I wouldn't be surprised if he's, well, he's going to be there. Half of it. Well, yeah, I know. Because he's yeah, a presenter. He's a presenter. Yes, he's a presenter. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's performing. I wouldn't be surprised if he is also writing like half of the songs anyway, as per usual. But yeah, or was, hasn't it been like the Lopez's in recent years? Who's been doing it lately? I don't remember. Um, I mean, I believe be the Lopez's have. Yeah. It used to be Lynn and David Javerbaum, right? Correct. And They've then, done yeah. it. Yeah, they did like the famous um, NPH the rap. NPH stuff, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure, but I would imagine as close as Lynn and Ari are having done two Broadway shows, uh, worked on two Broadway shows together first, Bring It On and oh, Hamilton, God, yeah. um, that. She could probably pull him in for something, even if it's just a little appearance. But she's going to do every damn thing on that stage because she's a multi hyphenate. Yeah, as she should give the people what they want. I'm sure we'll see some swings and understudy stuff with her. um, Yes. I mean, that's how she started. That's how she started. And even if she wanted to get away from that, you know, she props them up and we know how important they have been over this past year. We know we're going to see something related to it on the stage from other teases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, I don't know what we're going to get this year, uh, other than the performance you just listed. And of course, we're going to get a big ass Sondheim tribute. We know mm-hmm. that's going to happen in some way. I mean, like I, I feel said, like that's what Bernadette. Yeah, I was just is, about to say that. And I, that's, Billy. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe. I, you know, they might be uh, Doing my the memorandum. Guess, I, the, the memorandum. Yeah, Memora- exactly. In memoriam, my lord. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. They're going to be doing the memorandum, is my <laughs> guess. Um, but, you know, I, uh, what I would personally like to see out of that, the, considering every single person in that theater will have been influenced mm-hmm. by Sondheim in some way, give me a big-ass Sunday performance. That's what oh, I want. That's every- what I want so I can sob for the rest of the year. Yeah, the the one name that I was a little disappointed that we aren't seeing in any of these announcements mm. that I really want to see there is Mandy Patinkin. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, Mandy is synonymous with Sondheim for me, and of I know course. that there's other people that have done more Sondheim shows than Mandy. Mandy, sure. I think, has just just done Sunday, but like he did Sunday. I mean, and he's Mandy Patinkin. Let's let's get and him he's there. done Sondheim in like all of his concerts. Yes. Like he, I, yeah. And I've talked about before, like some of the, the first time that I've heard a ton of like Sondheim shows, like as I was first getting into theater music, my grandparents gave me a copy of, uh, Roger. It was a Steven Roger, um, Mandy's, mm. uh, Sondheim and Hammerstein album. And that's like, I heard mm-hmm. a lot of, that's the, I think that's the first time I ever heard children will listen was on that album. Oh, um, so uh, like t- that's why to me, Mandy is Sondheim, and and if we, he's not there, I'll be disappointed. I'll understand, but you know, because he's oh, got yeah. other stuff. But I I'll fe- be disappointed. I feel like he'll be there. The other thing I want to see: we're getting the lifetime achievement for Angela Lansbury. I would mm-hmm. like to see her in some form of performance, uh, assumingly Give me with little priest. The, yeah, of course. I, you know, I would assume if she, if the least that she's going to do, she does anything, would be part of that Sondheim tribute because yeah, they were it, so close. Yeah, and I will say Lynn Carew has been uh, announced to be a part of the festivities. Yeah. He hasn't said whether he's presenting. Yeah. I would not be surprised if he is the one, he's in fact, probably introducing the one. Exactly, yeah. um, um, Angela, since they yeah. obviously originated the roles of Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett. So we'll see. I think this is great. Mm-hmm. I, 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 real, I didn't get a chance to do the pr- uh, pr- uh, production categories. So I will say best revival of a play I want for colored girls um, to win. Yeah. But will win. I, I don't think it's going to win. I think I, I'm torn between Take Me Out and How I Learned to Drive. I'm going to go How I Learned to Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, it won the Drama Desk, as you and Grace talked about yesterday. Um, and I feel like those voting blocks are a little bit more similar between the Drama Desks and the Tonys as as opposed to the Tonys and the Outer Critics or yeah, uh, you know other things. Yeah. So I'll go with that for Best Revival of a Musical Want to Win and Will Win Will Be Company. <laughs> better be. It better be. Um, <laughs> better be. Best play, I want Clyde's to win. I don't think it will. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I want Clyde's to win. Um, that was the one I enjoyed the most. Is it the best, like, dramatic literature? No, but this category is so poorly constructed in terms of differentiating totally. between the writing and the production. I enjoyed Clyde's more than anything else. And I think that's what you have to take advantage of in this category. That's Even why- over the Lehman trilogy. Yeah, I I thought that I I've talked about it. I think the Lehman trilogy which I think will win was the best um production in terms of like everything working but I enjoyed that's Clyde's fair. the most, you know? And so and like that that's where the differentiation is. Yeah, I think in terms of a piece of literature, Lehman trilogy was better. In terms of actual maybe theater, you know, construction, Lehman trilogy might be best, but for me personally, I'm not talking about what I think should win. I'm talking about what I want to oh, win. Totally. Yeah. And there's a difference. So, to me, oh, I usually. want Clyde's to win. Yeah. Um in terms of best musical, and this is going to be controversial, I want six to win. Um, I yeah, know that it yeah. I, I think that there's a shot that it could. Um I talked about this the other day. I I feel like the younger, more open, more progressive 
parts of the theater community will obviously always be behind a strange loop. And I Mm -hmm. think for very good reason, I've talked about the things that I thought are brilliant in that show. I also think that there's things that just didn't work for me because like, I just didn't get the humor. I didn't get the references. I was saying, nothing um, in that show didn't work for me. Everything yeah, worked well, for me. <laughs> right. And there, and that's what you talked about earlier. Like, uh, yeah. what were you talking about with, uh, oh, euphoria? Like, some things just mm. aren't meant for me. Right. Um, I, there are things in a strange loop that I love, which I've talked about. Um, Absolutely. but again, when we're talking about what I want to win, not as opposed to what I think should win, what mm. I want to win is six because that's the most fun I had in a theater, uh, in a musical this year. Very so, fair. so there's a big difference in how we, you know, splice up these wants and wills if i was saying what should win i still think a strange loop should win but what i want to win is six just because it's a hell of a good time and it changed my expectations i went in not having very high expectations Mm -hmm. and it blew me out of the water i went in with super high expectations on a strange loop and it met most of them Um, yeah (laughs) but it's just difference between like the academic versus the fan side of your, your brain oh absolutely yeah what about you? Do you have any other ones that you miss that you want to get it on the record I'll, before we finish? Yeah, I'll go through leading role stuff. Let's go. Considering I missed that. So best performance by an actor in a leading role. I honestly, that one's, I think, the hardest of the four uh, with the three Lehman trilogy nominations, Simon Russell, Beale, Adam Godley, and Adrian Lester. I, f- I feel like there's going to be some split issues there. I feel like if people are voting for Lehman trilogy categories, we're going to see kind of a division of labor there. I would love to see Ruben Santiago Hudson win. I think he very well could as a result of that split. Um, and Sam Rockwell is up there as well. But yeah, I think it's going to be Ruben Santiago Hudson for like one of those. I went, you know. I, I went with um, Simon Russell Beale. Uh, so nice. interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I, no, look, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if everyone kind of decided that they were going to go with one person within yeah. the Lehman trilogy. Um, but like I and said, he's I a could legend. see it. And he is a legend, but I could still see a split happening there. Uh, best performance by an actress slash female actor in a leading role in a play. I hope it's Deidre O'Connell. I think mm. I like. I can't imagine it not, but I love Dana H. so much and have talked about it a thousand times on the show. I think anyone that saw that performance recognizes her performance even above the show itself. And, you know, it's, it's really, I mean, it didn't get any nomination for play, even though I think it could have and maybe should have as well. Um, but it's a great category. I mean, Gabby Beans, LaShawn's, mm-hmm. Ruth Negga, Mary Louise Parker. That's, that is a hard list to compete against but i'm rooting for deidre o'connell yeah i think i i want lashans i think i said i want lashans to win but i she was incredible yeah i feel like it's going to be mary louise parker um but who knows i think i think deidre has a little bit of an issue i feel like there might be not a huge but maybe enough of a voting block that thinks like she literally didn't say a word in this whole show um and they hold that against her i wouldn't agree with that but i feel like of the seven eight hundred voters if in the seven eight hundred voters with such an amazing um group of women in that category like if 10, yeah. 15, 20 people think that, that might be enough to differentiate between everybody. Most definitely. Um, best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical. If it's not Jaquel Spivey, I'm going to lose my mind. I feel like Miles Frost is, you know, absolutely did an incredible job and any other year probably would win. Um but everything is behind Jaquel to win here. 
Grace was not happy with me when I said I thought Hugh Jackman was going to win. So mm, I hate that. I hate I, it. I, Thanks. Thanks for I'm sharing. And again, and Grace and I both said like, we both like Hugh Jackman. Like we think he's a good guy. Sure. He's done a ton for theater. Um, but not for this role. I just feel like no, it's Hugh no. Jackman and he's on Broadway after the pandemic. And I just, I feel like it's one of those things where in two other roles that I, like I said, controversial is not necessarily the right word for a strange loop, sure. but one where I think like it might miss some people. And then yeah, MJ and I is controversial. Of course. Uh, so I feel like those two might have some, some detractors in the voting block and Hugh Jackman, everybody loves Hugh Jackman, even if they don't love <sighs> him in this role. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I know. I'm, I'm going to be really upset if you're right. I know. <laughs> That's the only thing I know for sure. Uh, best performance by an actress slash female actor in a leading role in a musical. Uh, Jakina Kalakongo. I mean, everyone yeah. is phenomenal here. I think, Carmen Cusack is probably the odd one out just because it was for flying over sunset. Uh, and I didn't get to see it, so I can't speak on her performance. But yeah, I mean, when your when every review behind your show is like, mm-hmm. eh, the show's mediocre, but she's a star. I mean, I don't understand how you don't do that. I agree. I think she'll, she'll win. And I haven't seen Paradise Square, um, but I want her to win anyway because yeah, I think exactly she, probably, same. she <laughs> probably should have won for Slave Play as well. You're but damn right. She yeah. did. So. Yeah. All right. <sighs> well, <laughs> we did it. That's a lot. We, as we said earlier in the week, all three of us, I think, have we, have we confirmed this with Grace? You and I have talked about this. <laughs> I think all three of us, all three of us, I think, at least, if not just you and me, will be recording after the Tony ceremony I so, ends yeah. on, I think we've talked about this, <laughs> uh, so. Sunday night. We will be dropping that as soon as we can get it out. Um, it'll be a fun one. We'll be flying by the seat of our pants. Uh, depending on how much everybody drinks, it might be fun. Who knows if we're having any oh, parties. God, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, everybody, um, <laughs> that is all that we have for you today. We will have those two special episodes in the feed on Saturday. So we hope that you have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful Tony Awards weekend, and we will be back to talk to you on Monday. Monday.